Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back in the morning, Hookup. It's a Monday. Cold out there. Be safe while you're driving out there today. We'll keep saying it. Again, I'll also say for Dr. Dane Todd about the orthopedic center, your mail can wait. Be careful. No need to get slip and fall, get in the mail. So, uh, this pretty nice guy from up north, Omaha World Heralds, Evan Bland. Evan, happy Monday. Happy slick, icy, snowy Monday, guys. I was going to say, it's probably the same way everywhere. Uh, I was coming this morning from the like 27th and Old Cheney area. It took me like 38 minutes to get out north. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and I don't know if you guys know, I actually live in Lincoln. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the roads here, not great. Took my son to school today. Uh, normally a 20-minute trip took like 45, and people are sliding around. And, yeah, it's uh, be safe out there if y'all are, are driving around right now, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, Evan, I want to ask you, um, <clears throat> so with that said, I mean, obviously a lot of people are, you know, slipping and sliding today. Uh, how long uh, and how many minutes have you t- um, put towards – trying to figure out Coach Rule's tweet game right now. His emoji game is on fire. <laughs> you know, it, it reminds me of uh, Ozark, if you've seen the show Ozark, where they have the four little symbols that start the, every episode, and it sort of describes how the plot's going to go. I kind of have tried to interpret some of it through that, and I think it's sort of a futile uh, gesture. Uh, ultimately, I, I kind of feel like some of them might be like inside jokes. He had the the ping pong one the other mm-hmm. night with like a trophy. So maybe he finally beat Maverick Noonan's mom, you know, like I'm not exactly sure uh, how that worked, but it's kind of funny. Um, it, it actually, this is just tells you how my mind works. It sent me down a little bit of a rabbit hole thinking, man, you know, Nebraska's head coach on Twitter is a whole heck of a lot act, more active there than Scott Frost was. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went back and it, believe it or not, I mean, again, this tells you <laughs> kind of where I'm at, but, but, I believe they've actually tweeted the exact same amount of times right now as they have as Nebraska head coach. So rule Matt rule in 22 days has matched Scott Frost's tweet output from four and a half years. So that just tells you kind of, you know, what, <laughs> what he's all about trying to, trying to reach some kids uh, where they're at on social media and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's fun. I think it keeps fans engaged this time of year um you know some of it's obviously related to future stuff too the way he put out the the 2024 with the fire emojis a lot of people think that could be related to dylan Raiola and 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 what that could be like so there's nothing else like right like this is supposed to be fun this is supposed to be uh a break for a lot of people from whatever their daily lives and realities are and i think just having a little fun on social media from the head coach just adds to that experience yeah, Evan, do you think that kind of correlates with recruits? Like, do you think Rule is kind of relating to recruits when you have a strong Twitter game like that? I think so. I mean, some of them have already interacted with him or quote-tweeted him, and you hear all the time about 
recruits when they come on visits and how they connect with staff and different things like that. I think one way that you do that is uh, meeting them in, in the areas that they already occupy. And so one of those clearly is social media, uh, this generation, and that's just how it is. And so if you're you know, if you're a 47, I think he's 47, 47-year-old coach, um, you know, you could you could say, eh, you know, I, I don't want to do that. Or you could dive in and, and connect with these guys. And I think it just it's another little piece of evidence that says, you know, this guy wants to build a relationship with players. He wants to connect with them. He cares about them as <clears throat> people as much as, as uh, you know, players and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I think it's a fun thing. Um you know, it, all things being equal, the facilities and NIL and, and all this are the same, but but one head coach uh, is a little more active on social media and, and isn't afraid to mix it up. You know, maybe that can be just another little thing that goes into that. But, um, you know, again, it's, just, it's, it's a different approach than Nebraska has been used to for the last handful of years. And <clears throat> so far, I think they're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, speaking of things, I think they're having a lot of fun with and making <clears throat> connections with, and that's looking around and them visiting the high schools in this state. Uh, mm-hmm. from where they've made that a priority. And obviously, we've heard that and we've heard other staff say it's a priority and it never really panned out. But this staff really has now with the, the commitment of Jalen Lloyd out of uh, Westside and you got the kicker as well. And now you've got, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, uh, the Lincoln High receiver. Uh, he's going to make a signing day announcement. What's his name? Ben, Sorry. Ben. Yeah, yeah, Benny. Yep. Yeah, so talk about that impact because obviously they're, they're committed to doing that and they're making an instant impact right now. Yeah, they are. And it's, you know, it's it's about in-state, but to me, it's just as much about recruiting to a profile. And Jalen Lloyd and, and, and Benny, um, I forget how you say his last name, uh, Biani, um, I'm sure that's not right, but, but he's, he's, he's another speed guy, right? Like they're, they're, they're both um, track level speed, big time athletes. And I think it just fits again to this idea that uh, what Matt Rule laid out when he was introduced at Nebraska, which was we're going to find, you know, high-end athletes. Maybe they're not the most refined football players, but you can teach them that part. You can't teach them pure speed. You can't teach them uh, the kind of athleticism that you're going to need. And so that's what they've done. And, uh, again, to, to get a, a commit like Jalen Lloyd or even going out of state with a guy like Bryce Turner, like these are guys who – were not highly evaluated as football players, but who Matt Rule and his staff were so confident in their ability to develop that they went ahead and they went out and offered these guys, and they offered them early. And, and like you said, Rule's been to Lincoln High. They were able to get uh, Benny onto campus to check out Nebraska, even as an Iowa State commit after uh, you know Nebraska in previous years really didn't have a ton of interest in him. So I think that's really the most interesting thing is you come in here uh, and, and you have a vision that they've executed elsewhere before. Uh, you can point to examples at Temple and Baylor where they brought in low-rated, uh, high-end athletes and were able to develop them into really good players. And I think that's what you point to if you're in Nebraska with these players now. Um, and, and some of these guys, by the way, are also going to be doing track. Like Jalen Lloyd, I think, is interested in, in doing some track. Um, you know, the, the quarterback transfer from Arkansas who's looking, who visited here last week in Malik Hornsby, wherever he goes, he also wants to run track. So you're going to see a lot more emphasis, I think, on dual sport athletes. And it just so happens, I, I think, in, in a lot of ways, this was great coincidence for Matt Rule and Nebraska that when they got here, there were players available like Jalen Lloyd uh, who, who were open and receptive 
to being Huskers. I think Malachi Holman, uh, Coleman falls into that category, too, as a guy who's just a really high-end, speedy guy um, who's going to be interested and, and open to the possibility of what they can do under Matt Rule. We're talking to Evan Bland with the Omaha World-Herald. We did get a, a commit over the weekend, Jeff Sims, transfer quarterback from Georgia Tech. Let me know what you know about this guy, and why do you think Rule uh, thought he needed to go after uh, Jeff? Yeah, you know, he's been a, a real under-the-radar under the or, I guess, low-profile kind of guy. He visited a weekend ago, so a little more than a week ago, and uh, I think he's been to Cincinnati as well. But he's a guy who was essentially a, a three-year starter at Georgia Tech. Uh, that 2020 season didn't count for him, and then he, he kind of went through injuries the last two years. Uh, but he's got a lot of starting experience that, that gives him three years to play two so, you know, you can kind of play out this, this scenario where he comes in in the spring when guys like Casey Thompson and, and Logan Smothers would be uh, recovering from shoulder surgeries and, and give Nebraska a healthy body. And even if he didn't beat out, say, Casey Thompson, if Casey Thompson decides to stay, uh, he could redshirt, and then that would put him in line to play a prominent role in, in 2024 and 2025. Um, of, of course, if, in the short term, it also gives Nebraska a little bit more quarterback depth um, you know they're, they're going to they're, right now. They're sitting at six scholarship quarterbacks, which you would have to imagine is not going to last. There's going to be some attrition there, one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I mean he, he's a guy who has that starting experience that you're looking for. He, you know, people that that I've heard speak about him would say that he's not what you would technically call a dual threat guy. He's a, a passer who happens to be fairly mobile. I think he his his mindset. Georgia Tech had been to pass first. So, you know, it, it's a nice win for Nebraska for him to, to arrive, if nothing else, provide quality depth early on. He has that experience. Um, and then, again, you look at what Matt Rule and his staff have done previously in college with guys like uh, P.J. Walker at Temple and Charlie Brewer at Baylor. Those were toolsy players who got better throughout their careers, and I think that was something else that attracted Jeff Sims to Nebraska as well. We've got Evan Bland on the Howard Herald hanging out in the morning hookup with us. Now, Evan, we're our, uh, remind me, the early sign day is what, the 21st? Yeah, Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Uh, so this are, it's a big couple of days for Nebraska, obviously the big visits now the weekend. Uh, what do you anticipate? Do we anticipate uh, any big announcements coming up? Yeah, it's going to be a busy week. I think you'll probably hear uh, a couple today. I know um, Eric Fields, the linebacker from Oklahoma, uh, is set to make a decision today. He was just at at Nebraska for a visit last weekend, so that's someone I think you got to watch closely. Um, the the offensive defensive lineman from uh, South Dakota who was committed to North Dakota. Um, I, I'm totally going to butcher his last name, but but uh, Jason uh, Masiazak or something like that. Uh, he's 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 making an announcement today too. Uh, he wasn't able to visit because of, of inclement weather, but uh, was definitely interested. Got a late Nebraska offer, so those are guys I think imminently like today. You got to watch and, and and probably like Nebraska's chances for. Um, you know, you move along, you kind of go down the line. Um, Mason Goldman, the the lineman from Gretna, is set to make a decision here, probably in the next day or two. Um, you know the 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 transfer uh, chief borders the the Florida linebacker is someone else who was just on a visit this last weekend and his good friend Corey Collier, uh, mm-hmm. former Gator, just committed. So yep. you can kind of read uh, read the tea leaves there as well. So 
um, yeah, I think a lot of action going on. And then the other one who's more of a long shot, but who also visited Nebraska, uh, Johnny Cornelius, that mm-hmm. Rhode Island offensive lineman transfer. He's he's totally blown up. He's probably the hottest uh, portal commodity right now. We got an Ohio State offer in Georgia and all the others. He visited Nebraska last weekend. He's set to make his announcement on Wednesday as well. Um, so those are just some. I know another one, Ethan Nation, is a, an athlete Nebraska likes who was a late offer. He's set to make his decision, I believe, on signing day too. So a lot of balls in play when you have uh, what Nebraska just did, which was more than 30 official visitors the last two weekends leading up to the deadline here. Um, you know, a lot's going on, a lot of decisions being made. So, yeah, I would anticipate – Still a good number here as Nebraska rounds out at least the, the majority of its 2023 class and tries to get a few more transfers on board. Uh, is Nebraska missing the boat by not having Louis Vuitton bags and cars at Center uh, Memorial <laughs> Stadium right now? Yeah, you know, Colorado's doing its thing, and that's gonna <laughs> that's going to appeal to some people. I know Malachi Coleman was just out there and said he had a good time, um, but yeah, it's it's a totally different deal and. Um, you know, right, wrong, or, or otherwise, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the Deion Sanders era plays out against the Matt Rule era because there were a lot of people that felt like uh, if Nebraska wanted to pursue Deion, they could have done so. Um, I'm still sort of in the camp that that he could either have this thing taken off in a year or two or it could crash and burn. Um, I don't think there's any middle ground. It feels like it's going to be one or the other. But credit to him, man. Like, he has a vision. He has his brand and they're sticking to it and they've gotten even just in the last week some guys on campus who they really wouldn't have had any shot to get on campus prior to his arrival so they're they're doing their thing uh it's really fascinating like to to see and not just sanders but like look around some of the other hires like purdue hires ryan walters the dc from illinois and and luke fickle goes to wisconsin it's going to be a really interesting hiring class to see how it all plays out over the years Evan, before we get you out of here, man, I wanted to bring up Nebraska ball. They lose on Saturday to K-State. Yeah. Didn't exactly look great. Uh, what are your thoughts and feelings right now on Nebraska ball right now in the season? You know, I watched the first half of that game, and it was just like I, I, I couldn't keep it going after that, quite honestly. It was just you just could tell they didn't have it. I mean, defensively, uh, they weren't sharp. The shots weren't necessarily falling. Kansas State, I mean, they kind of lived up to what the scouting report on them was, which was they didn't do any one thing elite, but they were really good in a lot of areas and had a lot of depth. And so I think it it was just, uh, you know, another reminder for Nebraska after that three-game stretch where they beat Creighton and they, you know, take Purdue to overtime that there's still a lot of work to do. You still can't just sort of show up and expect to be competitive. You have to be that grinding sort of team. And I think, um, you know, Nebraska has shown that it can be that team. I think it's also, uh, it, it was reminded on Saturday that it's it takes a lot of energy and it's hard to be that team every single night, especially when you're on the road in a hostile environment. So, you know, it was a, I thought it was a missed opportunity. It felt like a game that was sort of a 50-50 uh, toss-up for Nebraska and it would have been a good one to have if postseason resumes come into play down the line. But, um, you know, again, now you, you're you on the brink here of Big Ten play. I think, if nothing else, Nebraska's um, sort of found its identity as a defensive team. I don't know that uh, a month ago I thought that they could they could do that well, but I do think they've, they've proven um, if you can get stops on that side, they have enough playmakers on the other end to be competitive. So 
I think if nothing else, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a surprise in this non-conference season, but more importantly, I think they've really bought into what what it's going to take for them to win games in the Big Ten under Fred Hoiberg. Well, Evan, it's always a pleasure, man. It's going to be a fun, fun couple days and uh, some some holidays coming up too, man. We appreciate you taking the time with us on uh, on these Mondays uh, and stay safe out there if you have to adventure out in the next couple days. Like it looks even worse with like the wind chill and stuff looks really bad. Yeah, it, Evan. Uh, just to remind you, we we're going to be off the air yes. next week, so you enjoy your uh, time off, and we'll talk after the new year. All right, guys. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thanks as always. We'll see you. Same to you, Evan. Thanks, Thanks sir. Evan. That's awesome. Yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year there as well, Evan. Uh, go follow him uh, on Twitter. Go check his stories out on the Omaha World Herald. Man, always good stuff there. So hey, let's take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk Husker hoops when we come back. <laughs> 